Are we Go, just... I'm getting my phone. <laughs> oh, for fuck. Who is this guy? Why do we keep having him on? Don't I have no idea. Alleged comedy value. Yeah, but even that's gone a bit flat lately. <laughs> Hello, we are back again. The 79th episode of the Long Supper podcast. Um, hope Wasn't you're... last week 79? I... No, look. L-X-X-B-I-I-I. That... I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. It'll be some letters on the uh, on the description on your podcatcher, whatever that may be. Um, hello, I'm Adam. Tonight we have got Doug, Russ and Rich with us. Hello, gents. Now then. Evening. Hello, mate. Are you all good? Raring to go, mate. I'm delighted. Um, you know, I'm I'm buzzing for NFL chat this week. <laughs> Can't imagine why, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a win does to you. Um, I wouldn't know in week five, but but there we go. Um, in fact, Mark's not here. Shame. We don't need to talk about the Titans at Bills, do we? Um, to be traditionally, fair, as a podcast, we called that last week. Yeah, we did. I was a bit worried. In fact, but I kind of wasn't... I really didn't want to talk about this game. I'm not going to in any any length at all. But I was sort of nervous just out of superstition. But when I saw literally the first snap of the game, I thought, we're going to lose. And the, the Bills were just up for up for it. The Titans weren't. But there you go. Um, but bef- before we jump in and talk NFL, we have a quiz. Now, last week, Craig came up with his annual carnage, which I think was accurate and well-researched. Disappointingly. It was quite, it was, yeah, very disappointingly. Um, so I'm going to jump back in with something more traditional. Um, our Everybody's favourite record breaker of the week, Mr. Tom Brady. Roy Castle. <laughs> he, he <laughs> I don't think he's done answer. much lately. <laughs> <laughs> um. Mr. Tom Brady broke the arguably the greatest record of the week by throwing a touchdown to 71 different receivers. Um, and this quiz is going to be based, based around that. Um, we have two, two quick rounds. The first round, I'm going to give you some names in turn, and you are going to tell me if they are one of the 71 or not. So in other words, has, has Tom Brady thrown a touchdown pass to this man in his career or not? And... Each of you, in turn, we'll see how many you can get in a row correct. As soon as you get one wrong, then that's your turn done in whatever score you finish at. And then the second round will be a little bit different, but we'll come to that. Uh, Rich, why don't you why don't you kick us off? Um, so okay. you just have, just have to tell me whether Tom Brady has thrown a touchdown pass to this person or not. Um, firstly, Jordy Nelson. Not. Uh, correct. Uh, James White. He has. Uh, he has indeed. That's two. Terrell Owens. Yes, he has. Incorrect. <laughs> you are. You are going to be stuck on two. You're bang wrong. You are. Back to my, back to my standard form on quizzes. <laughs> um, Russ. Why don't you go next? Uh, your first one is Martellus Bennett. Yes. Correct. Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm. 
Yes. No. Of course he hasn't. <laughs> Who knows? It could have been a trick play or anything. I don't know. I thought, why not? I'll stick with one. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I didn't think that one would get you, but there we go. Well, um, I, 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 the thing is, it was it was obscure enough that it could have been it could have been true. Yeah, it could have been. It wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dougie, your yeah. turn. Yeah. Uh, see if you can beat any of these dizzy heights. Uh, Brandon Cooks. Yes. Correct. Michael Crabtree. No. Correct. Does this Rex include the Burkhead. Pro Bowl? No, nothing includes the Pro Bowl. Okay. No one gives a shit about the Pro Bowl. Uh, Rex Burkhead. Mm. Yes. Correct. Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. A law firm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, incorrect. <laughs> really? He played for the Patriots for years. He did. He never caught a touchdown pass. Wow. Would you Adam and Eve it? Would you Adam and Eve it, exactly. Um, but you are going to lead after that round um, by a score of 3-2-1. to two to one. Um, Russ, why don't we come back to you? And this time, I'm going to name a player and tell you... Well, we'll start and I'll tell you the number of touchdowns that Tom Brady has thrown to them. And each subsequent player, you have to go higher or lower. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Uh, your benchmark is Rob Gronkowski at 76 touchdowns. Okay. Um, so from there, Aaron Hernandez. Lower. Uh, correct. He has 18. Julian Edelman, higher or lower than 18? Higher. Correct. He has 24. Martellus Bennett. Less. Lower. Correct. He has six. And from there, Dion Lewis. Higher. Incorrect, I'm afraid. <laughs> Only five for, for Dion. Um, so you, you've scored three there, giving you a total of four. Dion um, Lewis is a prick, mate. You know that one. Well, he was on Sunday, but just by <laughs> not, not being able to keep the ball in his hands. Um, Rich... You can you can, uh, you can go next and see if you can you can take the lead. Uh, you can start from Wes Welker, who had 34 touchdowns thrown to him by Tom Brady. Um, Randy Moss, higher or lower than 34? Lower. That's a good start. <laughs> um, <laughs> he had 39 thrown ah. to him by by Tom Brady. Um, you will you will stay on on two. Um, I was assuming trick question. There's no trust there, here, Adam, is there? There isn't, is there? I don't know. Don't know what to make of that. Um, your your track you get, Did Chris Tarrant give people trick questions? <laughs> oh hello. Oh <laughs> <laughs> hello. <laughs> that was surprisingly good. Um, Dougie, yeah, you can start from uh, Danny Amendola with his ten. Um, touchdown catches from Tom Brady. Um, was Brandon Cooks higher or lower than 10? Lower. Correct. He had seven. Um, LeGarrette Blunt. Gary. Um, Gary. Lower. Uh, correct. He had one. Um, Mike Brable. Higher Brabe, or lower? A higher. Uh, correct. With his eight. Eight touchdown eight passes. Eight touchdown passes for a middle linebacker. Yeah. 
uh, they played him as a tight end quite a bit, didn't they? To be fair. Yeah, he's, in goal he's goal got situations. like an incredible um, production percentage for when he's, he he did appear on offense, like all sorts of records there. Um, Rex Burkhead higher or lower than eight? Lower. Uh, correct. Yeah, three. Um, David Givens. Oh, Big Dave. Big Dave. Higher or lower than three? Lower. Uh, incorrect. Yeah, 12. I would um, not know that guy if he shat in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but your mouth is going. Surely. <laughs> <laughs> um, it doesn't. It matters not. You win the. You win this week's quiz. Oh, that was that was easy, lads. Easy. Considering that quiz was entirely guesswork. <laughs> it was well. It, it was guesswork for me as well. I'll take it though. I'll take it. I've had a tough week. Play your music, mate. Play it, mate. Can't you hear it? <laughs> Such a question. Don't pull the curtain back, mate. Don't pull the curtain. Back. <laughs> <laughs> Don't show the people how the sausage is made. <laughs> <laughs> It's finished now, mate. It's finished. It finished. Bring, I was, bring, I was, bring I was singing. I, how can you say that? I was singing along. No, it, it bring finished. Back some you just sound stupid. <laughs> we, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> We're bringing back new regular features. Oh yes, in the, this this week's new regular feature of the show: things Doug likes. <laughs> Healed grapes. <laughs> You haven't had a peeled grape, you're missing out straight up. Oh, I, I, could, I, I could be balls to peel one. <laughs> chuck it chuck it in there, mate. Just, have you, you haven't got a boy to do that for you. <laughs> Child slavery in the Lenshaw household goes yeah, on. You clearly. can still find them. <laughs> um, it's time to talk some NFL. I'm sorry, but it is. We should. That is sort of our thing. Well, it's not our thing, is it? It's really so not. Our thing is strong our thing cartridge is... references. Yeah, um, yeah. Bickering and poorly talk... thought out quizzes. Yeah, and listening to how great an athlete Craig is. He he looked good last week. He that's didn't a matter, that's a matter of a matter of opinion. Did you get he a bit of blood terrible. in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I don't know if I really want to talk some NFL, but it's sitting on the running order, so we may as well. Um, let's start with something really positive. The NFC East, everybody's favourite division. Um, they all lost, all four of them, at the weekend. Um, Washington sit on top of that division at 2-2. Two and two. That's as, as exciting as it gets. Um, <laughs> and they were on a bye last week. <laughs> week, week, bef- week before, they, they lost to... Lost to New Orleans on Monday night. Um, so, yeah, they've played one game fewer than, than the rest, which is probably why they're sitting on top. Um, who on earth comes out of that division? Is it still the Eagles? Although they've lost um, our favourite player, um, Mr. Hackney Bourne. I think, I think the Eagles have got to come out of that division. They're, they're in that traditional four to six week playoff hangover, you know, that you get from all the from most teams that go to uh, to a Super Bowl, I think they've got enough quality there to to make it through. I don't think Dallas, Dallas are awful. Dallas are just dreadful. New York seem to be doing their annual imploding 
Um, I quite like Washington, but I just don't think there's enough there. I think the Eagles win it. I, I think I think the Redskins have got a chance, to be honest. I mean, with Ajayi gone, who's going to take up the main the main role in the backfield? Is it Smallwood? Is it uh, Corey Clement? Or are they going to do it by committee? Or are they going to trade for Shady? Well, they Bob's Shady. not here to cry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically, he looked really good on Sunday. Um, Lev Bell's obviously mentioned as as trade bait any any time this discussion comes up. But Shady's a good shout. It's been there before, of course. I'm not sure how he fits under the salary cap. Maybe they're you know creative accounting, but yeah, they might have to do something. Give him a job in the cafe or something. Yeah, Mrs. Shady. <laughs> Although she's she's probably still in hospital after her latest beating. Welcome back, Dougie. You're deliberately setting yourself up for some creative editing. Editing there, Doug. No, no, no that that won't be edited. I, I think the only the only people that don't agree that the Sean McCoy beats his wife up are the uh, establishment of uh, the United States of America. I think it's well, well documented it's not... that he's, you know, any dude that organizes a party and then personally chooses what the women wear who go to that party is a shit bloke. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like It might, might, have its, might have its merits. Well, it's obviously got its merits for Shady, hasn't it? But like... <clears throat> Shady's also on probably quite a bit of coin. That's what he wants, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. You know, he seems to be the only man in the continental United States that, that hasn't been affected by Me Too, even though there's been like 8,000 allegations of him just brutally hitting women. You mean him and the president? Yeah, I don't count him as a human, though. He's like one of those... That's true. He's like one of those David Icke things, isn't he? My favourite meme just... at the moment is him and Brett Kavanaugh where they're doing that thing to each other. Have you seen it? No, no but I, I could not I'll get it up. I'll get it up. Talk about some football. <laughs> yeah, this this went down a strange strange route. Um, the NFC East even even worse than the, the president of the USA. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure even fans of the NFC East teams care about the NFC East this season. At least not yet. It's it's a really easy division to just jump all over as soon as anything goes wrong. Like you say, yeah, the Eagles they'll probably be all right. And they've just had a, a couple of defeats. Um, everyone loves, unless you're involved in the NFC, you love to hate it because every single primetime game seems to be a divisional matchup. Like it just like, oh, Dallas against New York Giants again on Sunday night football for the 17th week in a row. Um, you were showing us the meme. This is excellent radio. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> well, well, are you going to let tweet that? So the yeah, I'm tweeting it right now. Just so if you get to this point in the pod, um, this is the meme we're laughing at. I'll just put this one. <laughs> there you go. Some Absolutely. live, some live oh. banter. Um, live pod banter. I think the go. Eagles, given the situation they were in last year, I think the Eagles could have that season again a thousand times and not get out of the division, let alone to the Super Bowl. 
their third down conversion rate was just ridiculous. They they converted like thirty five percent of their plays of third and eight or over. Like that's not a sustainable a sustainable platform to win games, is it? Well, it is. It is if your third most of your third downs are less than eight. No, no um, but so. But I get yeah. I get my what you're point, saying. My point is they were an all-time great team at converting third downs. And that isn't sustainable over a period of seasons, is it? That That's luck. Oh, so, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. their offense was naturally going to regress. Add to that, they had to start with Nick Foles, who seems like the kind of quarterback who who goes in waves and is a very confidence-driven player. So when, when that sort of end of Super Bowl, you know, crest when he was on the downside of that is what you saw at the start of the season. And then Carson Wentz comes back in. He's not the same guy because he's still finding his feet after an ACL injury. It's going to be difficult. On their side is the fact that the other three teams in that division are woeful. Yeah, if they if they go nine and seven, they've got a home They're game out, in yeah, yeah. playoffs, um, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They've got a... There's... There's also a great defense there. I mean, that's still a good D. They haven't they haven't really lost much from that, and I think that still drags them through. You know, the, I get the third down conversion argument, and and I agree with that. But <clears throat> there were times when they blew teams out last year that they probably will will scrape through this year, but they'll still scrape through them, except against the Titans. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping that wasn't just an anomaly of everything, but we'll see. Um. Last week, just to to move on, um, because the world talks about the NFC East all the time, so I want to minimise that if we possibly can. Um, at the end of the podcast, largely because we forgot to mention it earlier, um, we talked about Earl Thomas and um, flipping the bird to his bench and what what that meant in terms of his future, um, in terms of his feelings about what had happened and, and not getting a new contract, holding out. Um, that's kind of how the podcast ended. Um, we wanted to just talk about it a little bit more. Um, Dougie, you weren't on last week. No, um, so the, the best way I could sum it up, I listened to uh, the Ringer NFL show. They, they produce five pods a week, which is really quite a lot to um, keep on top of. But if you can keep on top of the Robert Mays and Danny Kelly podcast, which I think comes out on the Tuesday of every week, um, it's really good and really insightful and they have some really interesting takes on the NFL. Robert Mays especially is is, a, is an offensive li- ex-high school offensive lineman and is really into his O-line and, and can really tell you stuff that you don't know. Um, but they had a really insightful, um, he had a, especially a really insightful sort of opinion on this, this thing. I'll, I'll play it for you now and, and see what you think. This Earl Thomas situation is bullshit. Everyone, I, I, I said it when it happened today, and it's like, oh, I, I was being sarcastic, and I said, yeah, what a dick Earl Thomas was for wanting a long-term contract and not wanting to be in a lame duck situation for a team he knew was going nowhere. And then he gets hurt today. He gets carted off. He flips the bird to someone on his way off the field. And it was like, oh, you know, he shouldn't have done that. Da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, like what, if you were the Seahawks, what would you have done? I would have fucking traded him because you just had the greatest era of your entire franchise. This dude does not want to play for you. He wants to play somewhere else. He deserves a long-term deal. He's about to hit 30. He has 
been an absolute warrior for you for I cannot remember how long. He has been the heart and soul of who you've been. You are not going to be a playoff team this year. He does not want to be there. He has asked to be traded. Trade him, put him in the situation he deserves to be in, and let the man live his life. Instead, he's out for the season. He's going to be looking for a new deal. He's on the wrong side of 30, and I have no patience for this. I don't give a shit that he had a contract. I never care about that ever. When guys stop getting cut with years left on their deals, we can talk about how players should honor their contracts. So my my view on that is that he's absolutely right. These players can be cut at a moment's notice. They can sign a $100 million contract, tear their ACL, come back the following year, be cut, and, and that money is just gone. All the power is with the owners. And the players have got to make a stand. And we mentioned it a few weeks ago. The next CBA is going to be an absolute train wreck because the players have, have put themselves in a position now where they're so far behind the owners in terms of power within the structure of the NFL that they're going to ask for things that they just aren't going to get because they've regressed so much in terms of what they can demand. So this Earl Thomas thing, he wanted to be traded. The club owned all the cards. His only weapon is not turning up. And it costs him money to turn up. So what 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 he was doing actually was turning up to training and saying, I'm going to turn up to training, but I'm going to sit on the sideline and just say my toe hurts. And I'll play for you on Sunday, but I'm doing nothing else. I'm doing nothing else. And it's come back to bite him. And I, as much as I don't like it, I think I can almost see the same thing happening to Lev Bell. I can see him turning up to the Steelers and play one, game one of him coming back. He does his ACL. It's just written that that's going to happen. And until these players can actually say, you know, if you're going to pay me, give me a $100 million contract, pay me $100 million. Because until they do, they're just assets to be to be abused. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Um, I think I know I know people will have issues with players holding out, but at the same time, if if you are risking, you know, basically your living disappearing in a six or six or twelve month period, then you have to protect yourself on that front. Um, I think it's the NBA that runs fully fully. Uh, uh, guaranteed contracts and the MLB, and I think, yeah, and I think if the NFL went that way, there's less of an argument for holding out because you're guaranteed that money. You know, if you get injured, you get injured. That's that's the life of a sportsman, right? But at least you can you know where you are. You know you're going to get paid. You know you're not going to miss out on a ton of that money. The irony there is that the the MLB and NBA are sports where you're significantly less likely to get injured than if you're playing in the NFL. And and the owners um, would say that, NFL owners especially would say that they have to pay 20 guys tops. The NFL, you're paying 53. That's not, yeah, that's yeah. not the NFL players' problem. The only thing this leads me to believe is that the NFL is headed for a, a season or, or even longer of player and owner dispute, which will result in the fans missing out. Um, it would seem that they got carried away 
last time out and wrote their own. I, I've said it before. They wrote their own death warrant. Really, they 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 essentially bargained them themselves out of being valuable as 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 senior players by putting in place this rookie wage structure, which basically meant that that rookies, quality rookies on low contracts can just be turned over year on year and the and the older players are just fodder. They can go. To be fair, they, they timed it well with Sam Bradford being the last guy that got paid. Imagine he him if he hadn't and then just doing a different serious injury every year. Yeah, yeah, but what it meant is that that uncertainty meant that teams didn't want the first round draft pick and they'd rather have a senior player who's proven himself for that money. So what what it's essentially done is is made a third round pick the asset to get, which is why I think you see teams like the Patriots trading down so much because they know the value of finding a gem in the third round because you get them at two hundred grand a year for five years. And they're they're kind of disposable, aren't they? Yeah, can, and if they don't you, work you out, you just as go many of them as you like. Never yeah, mind. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's also it's also quite a it's an interesting thing because. It goes back to almost player arrogance of, well, the teams will want me. They'll want to pay me that much money. They, they, I, we think we're much better than the next generation coming through, or we think we're we think we're the cream of the crop. So we'll still get paid, and we'll be the cream of the crop. But with the, you know, and and I think you see that with players. So Richard Sherman at the Niners um, negotiated his own contract. And you look at the number of things that the number of things that he has to achieve to get really like a decent salary out of that. And there's a lot of player arrogance that have come in that's come in there. And the Niners are getting a bargain effectively, because I don't see him making Pro Bowl. I don't make see him making all pro this season. Maybe on name alone he'll get in, but based on playing on a pretty bad Niners defense, I don't think he's gonna be Well, he's out injured I don't at the think moment. He should be in that mix. Well, he's still playing. So played a snap in the at the weekend. I mean, just the the whole NFL contract thing deserves its own podcast. Like I was saying to you in the warm up, wasn't I? I don't know if if any if any of you know that every cent of guaranteed money has to be placed in a in a in a fund with a bank by the NFL. Yeah, so, owners. It, so it's named. So if there's like you're saying, the guaranteed money yeah. is sat there in a bank. And it's a portion. They call it escrow, to each player. where it's in like a a low interest account. So it's there, but not earning interest. It's, it's just there, so it's accessible, but not, you know, the owners can't take it away. It's there. It's named. It's for this purpose. Yeah, yeah. So if an NFL team every year puts two hundred and fifty, whatever the salary, what, what's the salary cap? One hundred and forty-nine million dollars. I don't even know. It's something change, well, something changes, around that, but... that figure. That is sitting in a bank. There are 32 bank well, accounts not... with that amount of money in. But it's not even just that, right? Because if it's if they're putting in the money for a guaranteed contract that's four or five years yeah, long. Yeah. So Kirk, all of, all of Kirk Cousins' guaranteed money is in a bank account waiting to be paid to Kirk Cousins. It's basically saying that we don't trust you as NFL owners or as organisations yeah. to run this but then, properly. The, but then when you look into that, it starts to make more sense because who are the teams that spend big in free agency? 
Oh, yeah, I to- no, I totally agree. They're the, they're the teams with most available cash. Like, if an owner can't afford to put up 150 million guaranteed, because that's got to, he's got to take 150 million of his own money and say, no, we're not touching that. Well, it's, it's the equivalent of paying the entire wage bill instantly, yeah. as far as they're concerned. So, if, if yeah, if that money sat in an es- yeah, another account, um, yeah, it's, it's gone. If you, if you can't touch it, uh, that that will be regulated to the. It makes you realise, like when you look around the league and you think, right, who are the tight, who are the teams that don't spend in free agency, don't sign big contracts, don't do this, don't do that. It makes you realise, and maybe their owner's just a bit of a fucking tight ass. You know, oh, there's plenty of those. <laughs> or, or they're the Raiders, where they literally don't have enough money to even get to the salary cap in any given year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's quite a wormhole. Yeah. But yeah, look, I think um, the old Thomas situation is it's deplorable, but it's an, it's an inevitability of, of the way that contracts work in the NFL at the moment. You know, what power have the players got other than sitting on their ass? And he's basically now resigned. He's got to be resigned to one-year prove-it deals pretty much for the rest pretty of his much, career. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and that's outrageous for a guy, as, as Robert May said, who who was the best player on a team that dominated a conference of football for three or four years, he should be making 20 million a year. He should be on Indarmacan Sioux money. You know, but he yeah. won't be. He'll be on a, he'll be on a one year, 3 million. There you go. And it sounds like talking about 3 million. Is this, uh, yeah. It sounds, it's almost like throw away, isn't it? You said Mate, like one, mil, three million one mil, three million is what? 45 grand a week. Is that right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Still real shit, isn't it? No, no, but in terms of the richest sports league in the world, uh, yeah. when you compare that to the Premier League, that's what? Reserve goalie money? Yeah, true. You know, true. for one of the best defensive players of his generation. Mate, I've already told you I'd go out there and, and be a kicker for, you know, 10 grand a week. No problem. Well, actually, let's, let's, let's come on to that. That's still let's 500 segue. grand a year, Russ. Say again. Still five hundred grand a year. That's what I mean. Yeah, no, but what I'm saying is, like, for someone of his ability, three million a year isn't enough. He should be, he should be commanding top line money. But the team have have ransomed him and basically stitched him up. Well, you wonder to a certain extent with the Seahawks whether that's going to put the um, put the seal on that era. Yeah, and also, if you're a free agent, are you going to go to Seattle? Knowing how they treat you at the end of your contract? Well, Seattle, they've gone, they've gone too far the other way. They, they had the problem of too many, too many rookies. So when, when they, they had their couple of Super Bowls and the two or three years around that, um, you know, they had Russell Wilson drafted in the third round. He's one of those players you're talking about, Dougie. Um, you know, it, no money, effectively, to, and he's he's proven to be, in a, well, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. They got lucky with him, and a lot of other players of a similar age came good for them. And lo and behold, all their contracts came up at once. Yeah. And it's not so much that, yeah, the salary cap stops you from being able to pay everyone. So Richard Sherman et al. had to either be released or you end up with the, the Earl Thomas situation. And they've they've lost too many players. It's it's all gone. It just the only way success is sustainable over a long period of time is if you're 
an incredible organization dare i say an evil one who who manages these things um, the or you have yeah, the best quarterback that's ever played the game and you can i him and he'll the way the way to manage long-term success is find your quarterback in the third round keep him for five years draft a quarterback with your first round pick overall every year afterwards find the next one and just keep rotating your quarterback and building a team of veterans around a young quarterback. Mark my words, there will be one of these quarterbacks that is a success at the moment who reaches the end of his rookie deal and will, will be released. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Purely as a financial and, and salary cap effect, I'm convinced that the way to go now is to have a five-year cycle at quarterback. If you've got your quarterback in place, you can go two years where you trade out the first round to pick up those third round picks, third and fourth round picks, stockpile as many as you can, get as many of those players in as you can. Hopefully you'll unearth three or four gems in a couple of years. And then after that, start drafting quarterback after quarterback after quarterback after quarterback and find the next one for the next five years. Well, that'll be interesting to see what happens with the next CBA as to whether they bring in where they change that rookie wage structure. Yeah. Oh, they have to, to, they to have prevent to. that happening. Especially, especially with the way that the league's going in terms of quarterback protection, it's only going to get easier to pass. It's, you know, to me, the game's becoming can your defense stop the offense one in five drives? <laughs> and the team that can do that most often will win the game. Some of the scores this year have been ridiculous. I mean, I know we've had a lot of 10, 12 nines, you know, nine sixes, whatever. We've had a few of those. That's the exception these days, it's isn't it? It's the exception rather than the rule. And and to <clears> me, it's it's getting less like football and more like passball, you know? Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, sound, it's a bit like rugby union, isn't it? It's a yeah. bit like um, premiership at the moment. Yeah. Well, let's 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 quickly mention um sort of sort of linked to that about the quarterback. So we we touched on um Clay Matthews getting done two weeks in a row um, for a hit with a you know, body weight in inverted commas. Um, we had that hit on Andrew Luck, which wasn't called, where two two Patriots landed on him. Um, you know, two wrongs make a right, apparently. Um, but there's there was a moment in the Titans-Bills game that warrants a mention that may have been missed, certainly with, with mainstream media. Um, there was what looked at first glance like a you remember the the play in the Super Bowl where where Manning escapes a, a sack ludicrously and then found David Tyree for that helmet catch and the entire play was ridiculous. It just looked for all money like he, Eli Manning had been sacked and then he somehow wriggled away and and bombed the ball downfield. And um, Marcus Mariota had a similar type play at first glance and then you look at the replay and um, I've forgotten the linebacker's name. He dominated all day. Um, the Buffalo. Um, linebacker uh, apologies mark apologies anybody but um he he got through to mariota and bottled out of sacking him and it's you watch it and it's so clear that he knew that you know if he sat if he sacks mariota in that way he's going to get a flag and it's a 15 yard penalty the play ended up as an incomplete pass which was a better result for buffalo than had he gone through and and sacked him it just just kind of seems wrong um we've discussed this rule before but where this starts to happen it's it's going to spoil the game it's fucking ridiculous 
watching that play at the time, it, <clears throat> I was so like it was. It was basically every rule change in the last five years coming home to roost. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, there've been there've been a few of those the last couple of weekends where you know defensive linemen, linebackers have have put themselves in that position where normally they would just be launching themselves at the QB, you know, giggling internally as they know that they're about to absolutely destroy the guy, and and. It, it's exactly that. Guys are guys are kind of trying to hit off to the side, or pulling up slightly, and it gives mm. the QBs the opportunity to just spin away, to get away from it, and get a pass off. Who's and it's the, not. Who's the Green Bay lad that they were doing memes about? These Matthews. getting Clay, Mac, Clay yeah, Matthews, Clay Matthews yeah, yeah. getting getting penalties given against him when he was in the parking lot, and you know, just, <laughs> yeah. it just seems yeah. ridiculous to me as a, as a newbie to the game that they're. That then they're being penalised even even when they shouldn't be, and the inconsistencies in the the flags, and it's pissing off fans as well. There's a lot of fans who, and and not just the fans, the players, like a lot of defensive players now are saying they they're genuinely pissed off about the fact that they don't know how to hit a quarterback and why do the quarterbacks get special. You know, they're getting this special treatment effectively from the league that protects them to the point where they might as well just be playing flag football. Give them a couple of flags. If you pull the flag off, then the play ends. Yeah, yeah. At least you'd be able to end the play. I Jerry mean, Hughes, stupid. by the way. Jerry Hughes is the, the Buffalo linebacker um, who did exactly that. I, um, we, we, t- we spoke about it briefly on uh, all over yesterday, didn't we? About how um, you've you've got situations with like stupid things like Twitter accounts. Now there was a the Pro Fourteen Rugby in France released a top ten hits of the week video, and there were Twitter accounts saying this is disgraceful, not even worth a second look. And it's like, what you talk? Yeah, because I tune into rugby to watch lineouts. I want to see dudes get hit. Like, when do you, you never see the NFL now? They it used to be a massive thing, like hits of the week. Like, uh, what was it called? There was a a, a, a set, set segment on um, ESPN. Um, I want to go you, back to you, NFL Rocks. That you we got jacked. About the other day. It was something like <laughs> you got jacked or jacked up or something like that. And it was a top five hits of the week. Like they've just disappeared. It's like they're ashamed of the violence in the game. That's what we like. Do you know what I mean? Nobody what comes, the game is. No, nobody watches football to watch referees say, oh, you hit him a bit hard there, didn't you? Oh. You know, let's throw Do a we flag. take out all the violence? You might as well be playing guest. Yeah, I genuinely think there are some QBs out there that hate this. Like, they, they you know, they're... Some of them have the, the mentality that they, they want that challenge. You just, I just have this sense that even, even from that side, it's not quite right. Yeah, and, and it skews everything in the history of the game. Like, Drew Brees has, has thrown for the passing record, right? But, come on. If well, you, let's, like, let's, let's, talk, let's talk Drew Brees. Does, does, 
do you think it's tainted because of course it because is. of things like this? Of course it is. Like it, everything is in his favour. Everything. He can't get hit. The receivers can't get hit. There was a period again on that. Well, they were talking about it on the on the Maze podcast about how the seam route in the mid nineties you just couldn't run the seam route because the receivers would get killed. If you threw a seam to a receiver and Rod Woodson was waiting on the end of that seam route, your receiver is going to go. I ain't running that seam route because Rod Woodson is going to is going to give me brain damage. Now, like the safety, the safety has to pull out of hitting them for fear of a flag, so they could just run these routes, like the crossing routes, all the rub routes, all the all the pick routes. They wouldn't have existed. 20 years ago because linebackers would have just stuck their nut on someone and they wouldn't have done it anymore. <laughs> I I mean I've, we this goes back to that ultimate team chat again where you you're comparing QBs from different eras and we're you know we're discussing Montana versus Brady and so, and so on and you you kind of you give Montana more credit because of the era that he played in. Um, I don't think you know, it's back to Drew Brees as we, we sort of touched on last week. I I think he deserves a huge amount of of credit for his career and everything that he's done. Yeah, maybe maybe the stats should be weighted back towards older QBs to have played the game, but you know, comparing him comparing him with everything else that there is now and his his age and in the fact that he's still doing it. There was was a reason no quarterbacks lasted to forty until the midnight until the late two thousands. There was a reason. I I was thinking about a way of leveling the playing field slightly, and and the thing that came up that I kept coming back to was allow corners and all receivers on the field to be jammed for the first ten yards, not hit. You can just jam them. Play press coverage for the first ten yards. So that the releases okay. aren't free. Does that make sense? So there's no, you know, yeah, yeah. There is no illegal contact within ten yards of the line of scrimmage. It doesn't. Yeah, I mean, no one's getting hit. Like... No one's getting hit. They're just being prevented from getting into their route. Yeah, but the, it, I, I don't disagree that of... that'll help um, defenses. But the whole thing that pisses me off about this is it's all a commercial decision. It's not it's not anything to do with, oh, this will make the sport better. This is all about we don't want to get sued. Yeah. And yeah. that's what that's what really makes me angry about and it. And by not getting sued, they're destroying the their sport. Properly. Yeah. Uh, they are. Part, part of it is also about worrying about ratings if uh, suddenly you don't have Breeze, Rogers, Brady to watch. Um they're they're the names that pull people in. It's not a linebacker or that, an offensive driven, lineman, that, is it? No, but I don't agree with that. That, that. that narrative is driven by the broadcast networks. Go back to the 70s. People tuned in to watch the Purple Peter, People Eaters and, and, the, and the Steel Curtain, didn't they? People tuned yeah. in to watch Mean Joe Green. People tuned in to watch Lawrence Taylor. Do the, is, the, is that what's pulling people in now? Uh, no, because those players can't in, but... exist anymore. There are no players. like Because if you behave like LT... You would just be ejected. Yeah, but I think there's a perception now that the public want. You know, it's like it's like 2020 cricket. The public just want to see sixes and fours smashed all over the place. 
in and they you know they're 20 20 is too long so it has to be 100 balls um but it's uh, I wonder, the same, I wonder same if sort of thing anyone this, at the NFL they want to see touchdowns has anyone at the NFL spoken to anyone cuz I'm sure it's all driven towards keeping young you know market yeah, yeah. the sort of mid 20s and up has anyone actually spoken to them and gone what would you rather see a fair competition or 64 48 games because I, I bet no a, one I has. I bet it's it. just people like Roger Goodell sat in a massive office in New York going, you know what? Kids like touchdowns. Yeah, they do, don't they, Rog? Yeah, yeah. Let's make it score loads of touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, great idea, Rog. And then there's this little bloke in the corner. Uh, Rog, should we maybe ask some people? Nah, nah, it'll be uh, all right. We know what we're up to. Just, at just least, touchdowns. At least... At least the ECB consulted Mumsnet oh, yeah. to research their hundred ball. Yeah, give them their due. They did the research. Good old Mumsnet. <laughs> God, could you imagine if Mumsnet got older football? Jesus. Yeah. We don't like violence. Maybe that's what has happened. But Timmy's brain. <laughs> don't somebody I mean, think of the children. If Have they, they listen to NFL players before, you know, having a career? Because not many of them are, you know, particularly smart. No. Particularly defensive players. Defensive players. Defensive players, defensive players are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a bit of actual football. Um, we won't talk too much more about actual football. Um, I just wanted to talk about the, the Battle of Texas, the Stetsons and the, the Cowboy Hats, Russ, um, that game. Um, the Battle of the Golden Stetson. The Battle of the Golden Stetson. Uh, just as just as a bit of a flip side to the Mike Brable and Frank Reich going for it on fourth down in overtime. Um, just wanted to touch on the fact that Jason Garrett did the exact opposite um, with predictable results. Um, fourth and a long one, he tells us, which is the reason that they they punted it away. Um, Houston still had time to to go down and, and kick a field goal. Are we are we of the view that Garrett was wrong, or is there still a place for the Mike Malarkey type coach in the NFL? Let's just always assume from now until he's sacked that Jason Garrett is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think I, I don't think we can say anything else. I think that neatly, I neatly still, sum that up. I still think he's uh, he's very much on the hot seat. He's had the bad start of the season that I thought they'd have, and. Uh, and I think that could go. I think that could go south very quickly. I don't think there's a lot of happiness in that locker room right now. Even having cut out uh, a certain, certain cancer, would would keeping Des Bryant have been that much worse than what they're doing at the moment? Would it have been much better? Sure, well, I don't think it would be much better. I think yeah. he'd have a little bit more sympathy with the Dallas fans had they kept Des. Yeah, yeah, look at their look at their receiving core. It kind of it doesn't really get you. When well, a little white dude with a blonde mullet is your best receiver, you're in trouble. Oh, Beasley! Oh, I love <laughs> I love Beasley. <laughs> Straight yeah. up, he's he's been there a while. He's been like wide receiver three on their depth chart, and now they don't have a one and a two. So that's that's where they're at. <laughs> he's got he's got some pictures of someone somewhere, and he. <laughs> um. Yeah, the other the other thing um, from that game, Deshaun Watson, he is going to get himself killed 
Um, yeah, and the but... NFL can come up with all the rules they want to protect QBs if he keeps playing like that. But what a way! What a way to get killed! I mean, there was a play. <laughs> there was a play in that game. I watched the highlights, and there's a play in that game where he stiff arms a defensive lineman, gets away, and gets a playoff. I'm like, what other quarterback can stiff arm a, de- a defensive lineman? I mean, it was just ridiculous. Handoff. Yeah, hand <laughs> uh, We could go to somewhere very strange with that very easily. <laughs> I don't um, think I've, I don't think I've seen many plays like that in the past, though. No, I'd agree. Marcus Marcus Mariota did it to Barry Church last year, and um, you may have seen absolutely beautifully. Um, yeah, Barry Church doesn't weigh quite the same as a defensive. No, line. no, but you. Yeah, that's fair actually, but it was it was pretty sweet. Uh, Russ, you want that kicking job in the NFL, don't you? You want it bad, and I you mean, can... look, 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 right. I Mason don't know Crosby, how many times I can right. say the same thing. Crosby shit his pants. It was Crosby's turn to shit his pants this week. It seems every week there's a kicker that shits his pants and ends up getting cut on Monday morning. This week, uh, I don't believe he's been cut, but this week it was Mason Crosby that shit his pants, and. I'm I'm literally I'm fed up a bit. I'm fed up of it. It it there there are not. I don't think there's any easier jobs in the world getting paid what they do. Old old Graham um, Gano Gano or whatever you want to call him nailing sixty three yard field Good, goals. Yes. Winter, yeah, whatever that. Yeah, but nailing sixty three yarders to to win games. That's how easy it is, and he had room to spare. Just run up. I don't understand. I don't understand how they miss. It's not very often you see a kicker get properly tagged either. And they're not even there to get tagged. They they try and charge down the ball. When you say tagged? Smashed. Marmalized. Okay. Not franchise tag like not Bill Belichick did with Stephen Goskowski. No. What I mean is tagged as in smashed, I know what you meant. Gapped, yeah. <laughs> you know, so how do they miss? They have one job. Some of them have two, but mostly have one job, and that's all they have to do. Run on the field, kick the ball straight over the posts, run off again. Thanks for coming, lads. Mm, yeah. It's not. There's no, a, yeah. I'm no, it is. It. Right. Not why, why not? Tell me why not. Right. I'm going to bring it. A, like, we just need to get. Like, I, I don't think you appreciate how small a football is to kick, first off. Fuck, I'll, I'll, mate. I'll, I'll lever it. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't we, seen we my need no, to, I was just, we need I was just to about get, to say you haven't seen my wand of a left foot, but you you have. I have. We nice, need yeah. to get you onto a football field. That's the next step in yeah, this. I, do, I don't think we're just an impasse. Um, yeah. The amount of the amount of other things going on, the timing of the snap and the hold and the pressure that is in a you kicker's know, you face. Know when you kick a rugby ball. You don't have that when you're taking a penalty or a conversion. The, the hardest the hardest thing I found when I was kicking was you have to visualise the ball in the spot before it's there and then you have to transfer the visualisation of the ball to actually looking at the ball. You know where the ball's going to be. You mate, know where you're going to play. unless you've done it, you can't, like it's not that easy. It's not easy to imagine where a ball is going to be because you can pinpoint the place and these guys are kicking a long way if the ball, if the if the holder puts the ball down, not exactly where you think it is, and you're going to kick it offline. Just, 
I think I think there's, you're reading too much into it. I think you see the ball, you kick the ball, kick it straight. Yeah, the ball is there. You don't see the ball when you start your run up. The ball isn't there. Don't care, mate. Don't care. React. <laughs> I, I, I'll do it, and I won't miss. I guarantee right, you, you. I guarantee you, you, you will miss. I you guarantee. take me back from thirty yards. Take me back then ten yards for every successful kick, and I will keep going, mate. I'll go. I'll, I'll go till we get to the next town. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there needs to be a wager on this. Yeah, and yeah, it's 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 going to happen. Also, when yeah, you you've got to start your run up. You've got to start your run up when before the ball is thrown. So we need a we need a snapper, a holder, and you. And you've got to start your run up the second the snapper starts snapping the ball. I I do it without wearing any of the protective shit as well. <laughs> that makes it harder, you dopey twat. <laughs> How does it? How does it make it harder? You absolute how does it make it harder, idiot! <laughs> how does it make it, makes harder, it harder? What with a helmet rattling around, the loads of pads on? I'm not getting tackled, mate. I'm no, just kicking but, a... no, mate. The yeah, pads they, make... they have to wear it. You. That's, the pads that, make that's... it harder, Russ. No, no, that's that's my point. Yeah, but you're saying you'll do it without the pads. So yeah, I'm sure you will do it without the pads. That's easier. Yeah, but I do it without the pads in the NFL, mate. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's my point. Now that I'd like to see. I'd, I'd, I'd love to see that. Well, I don't know why they Can we get a whip round? Nothing. All we need you is know, every like, listener to give us like 500 quid and we'd all be out of four to go. You know, like, you know, like in the NBA where they, they do like a halftime draw and they, they get the uh, some geezer to come and throw from the, the halfway line or whatever it is or the, the three-throw line, or whatever they do, then why don't they do it more in the NFL, but with rushes? Insurance. Not Who cares? Who cares? You're missing one of those kicks. I'm telling I'm you not, for mate. a fact. You are. I, I am not. You are. <laughs> <laughs> I am an exceptional kicker of any sort of ball. Right. <laughs> There's only one way this is going to end. There is. And that, that's in a part of the low-quality video. Um, yeah, we have people that can do that. A low quality video. Am I not going to be Sorry. there? Uh, did I say low? Yes. <laughs> I, I, do I, my my uh, vocabulary just just <laughs> went awry there. I don't know. <laughs> Let's. Uh, I've got on a running order, but we we keep doing this. Worst team in football. It's the Niners. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, <laughs> I wasn't going to disagree with you. Fine. Uh, I, I am going to disagree with you on that. It's still the it's still the Cardinals, mate. It's not. Regardless of Here is your is. worst team in football and it's a controversial call. New Go York on, football giants. Oh. They are a Saquon Barkley injury away talent. from having no offense whatsoever. Doesn't matter if you've got the best receiver in football if your quarterback is basically made of spaghetti. <laughs> It's made of spaghetti a bit, uh, that's been put in a blender because he's got no O-line as yeah. well. And it's not al dente yeah. spaghetti. It's <laughs> well dente. It's, it's overcooked, <laughs> soggy, spaghetti, Heinz spaghetti out of a tin. Yeah, exactly. I'm calling them as the worst team in football and that decision to draft Saquon Barkley will be one of the, one of the most regretted um, draft picks Probably in in the history of modern football, I would imagine, especially if especially if the Jets, Browns, and Cardinals have found their quarterbacks. I can just hear hear Jack's um, 
Jack's keypad on his phone going nuts as he's tweeting right now. Good. Um, Good. Be going at long snap pod. Yeah, to be fair, we need all the interaction we can get. Yeah, come on, Jack. <laughs> come at us. <laughs> oh, come at Doug. He said it. I'm, People I'm, listen I'm... to his podcast too. Although, having said that, last week, you uh, you know, we got like 90-odd listens last week. It's up there. Pull back the curtain. <laughs> you mean 90,000 there, Russ, right? 90,000. Yeah. I don't think we've had 9,000 listens since the inception of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there again. One <laughs> sentence previews, chaps. Hang on, I just want to talk about Alex Smith and how much I hate him. Why's that? He, um, he left your beloved Chiefs. On my, on my league it. of record, that interception that he threw, which was absolutely dreadful, cost me going 5-0 and this week. Um, and also, one of the worst performances from a quarterback I've ever seen. So, there you go. They, the, Saints, the Saints gave him pressure. He didn't, he didn't respond well to it, did he? He was terrible. He was absolutely terrible. Yeah, too many, too many turnovers. Um, you... What are we doing here? What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, one sentence. Turn much. it off, Lynn. I've got this image in my head of Partridge leaping from the bed with his foot <laughs> to get to that draw before Lynn does. Um, <laughs> if we do one sentence previews, we might come in at under an hour. So, shall we try that? Being as it's been you nearly stop. three years that I've been trying to get us an, uh, uh, to do a podcast that's under an hour. You stopped it. Okay. Oh, well, I want to talk about Alex Smith first. Cut that bit out if you like. Nobody cares about your fantasy team. Although, <laughs> well, no, we don't. Play that music, Dougie. Philadelphia at New York Giants. Absolutely no British interest in this game anymore. Tampa Bay at Atlanta. Three weeks ago, this would have been a shootout. Now that Fitz Magic has faded, Atlanta should win this comfortably. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Come on, Cincy, knock, knock off this divisional rival and everyone will take you seriously. LA Chargers at Cleveland. Baker, baby. Buffalo at Houston. The best of Texas versus the best of New York State. Who'd have thought it? <laughs> Chicago at Miami. Miami is starting to crack. Chicago on the up. Arizona at Minnesota. Despite DJ finding some form, wait, 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 wait. Home win. Indianapolis at New York Jets. The Jets have been unpredictable, but this one's winnable, so they'll probably lose. Seattle at Oakland. The trying not to be shit bowl. Carolina at Washington. Carolina could possibly be the most uninspiring team in the NFL. Maybe even secretly uh, coached by Mourinho. LA Rams at Denver. On paper, this should be a walkover, so expect Case Keenan to throw for 400 yards and six touchdowns. Jacksonville at Dallas. Bortles is inconsistently flat to deceive. That's why I'm Zeke. I'm Zeke like Sunday evening. Baltimore at Tennessee. Both teams coming off an ugly defeat, and this could be another 12 9 thriller. 
KC at New England. Who cares? San Francisco at Green Bay. Let's face it, Aaron could probably win this one with no legs. He really, really good. There we go. One census preview's done. In one take. Was it? Well. Yeah. That's as always. Point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as always. I'm <laughs> just know. saying, in one take. Yeah. Just, I don't know why we keep saying it. Like, why, why would we keep bringing that up? The, the fact that we always nail one census previews in one take. And they were all one sentence, I think. Now that. Any other business? I'll, I'll, I'll get one. I've got a, a little quick one that I flicked on the TV. I was looking through the sports channels last night, early evening, and uh, Sky Sports Golf was showing urban golf, you call it. I think it's golf's attempt at attracting a new audience. So you've, you've had 2020 and cricket and tennis have had some nonsense. It was something going on in Canary Wharf where they got a load of golfers um, to hit balls to a flotilla of a golfing green with looked like the lowest budget little uh, floating green that was about the size of my dining room table. And they were getting like Beef Johnson, Justin Rose, a few other people to try and target practice from, a, I'm guessing, about 100 yards. It was hosted by Vernon Kay. Of course it was. Um, who had obviously giving all the bants with the golfers in between. Turn up it to the was... opening of a pot noodle, that cunt, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm still giggling at the fact that you said Beef Johnson. Beef Johnson. <laughs> like a like a beef phallus. Has anything beef surprised you less than Vernon Kay presenting <laughs> urban golf? <laughs> I, I but I'm Bolton. <laughs> so he he was down there. There were obviously a load of load of people from Canary Wharf kicking about, standing around watching this. And it was just, it's like if you ever seen, it's like playing top golf, but with only one target and much more luck. Like they've player would hit the perfect shot and it would just bounce off it was like this really poorly constructed little piece of floating garbage in in one of the docks <laughs> the best thing about it the... at the end of the show they just left it there <laughs> probably <laughs> probably it's now floating down the thames next to that yeah. whale currently. and of course all the pros are hitting pro v1s to it as well so there's like 500 quids worth of balls underneath it Oh yeah there'll be there'll be divers will have been yeah. going in sweeping up that that bit of the thames um, my son was watching it. He absolutely loved it. You know, it was a, I could see, I, I kind of get it, but I, it was just, there was no, you know, I, I could, I could have beaten Justin Rose on my day doing that. It was just mm. hot luck. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. There were, I think a couple of players scored zero. I got six, six, most of them were just going in the water. It was laughable. Look it up. Um, Especially for the for the bants. There you go. Dark, have you remembered? Uh, no, there's two other people right. here. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll go next. Just so talking to you might though. Yeah. All right. That's then. why you've got it, mate. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Um, today through the post, I received my um all of my previous military service records. Included my uh, my appraisals from my early days as what, a. Why as did an you air, get that, by the way? Well, because I'm, I've applied to join um, the Armed Forces Association to get a veterans card, mainly because I, I know the Navy that, or something from that I know in, in, in the Navy. 
in a lot of places, you show a, a military veterans card and you get discounts for shit. So that's well, why I'm doing it. You need to text me the dates for that shit. Yeah, well, mate. And so you be okay. I'll do that anyway. That's not um, not for this this forum. But I thought I'd read you just a, a couple of small passages from my service history, very very quickly. Um, first one is from my very first uh, annual appraisal, for which I don't think my reporting sergeant could find too much to say about me. He opens with this. SAC Milsom is a tall airman with well-built stature. He is single. <laughs> he is single and lives in single accommodation within the station. That was the opening. <laughs> line of the He's literally been it. handed. He's literally someone has gone. You do Milsom. It's like who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that one. Here we go. So this Cliff is... Thorburn is a snooker player. And, yeah. And this... <laughs> So that was um, that was the the twenty sixth of October two thousand and one. Uh, this next one is from two thousand and three, January two thousand and three. Um, <laughs> however, an excellent reporting period has been undermined by his inability to arrive at appointments on time. <laughs> A recent failure to attend CCS due to oversleeping <coughs> highlights this unacceptable and repetitive behaviour. Similar failures to report for duty has caused the Comsen not to be operational at a specified time. <laughs> so uh, that, I think that that, relies, that relates to me basically going on the piss every night and yeah. being unable to get out of bed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and um, we'll, end, we'll, end with, we'll end with this one. This is, this is one of my favourites. Um, this is a guy who was my flight lieutenant on the same report. SAC Milson is an enigma. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he is a bright, articulate young man with a lot of potential for a full and rewarding career within the Royal Air Force. Conversely, he, he lacks in common sense and allows himself to be led astray too easily, often resulting in being in trouble or creating pressure for his colleagues. He has been cancelled strongly in, in recent months as so shown some steps towards improvement. Russ, don't give a fuck. You could have that... been in the Air Force for 300 years and never got past <laughs> SAC. <laughs> oh, without 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 a shadow of a shadow without. And then sorry, there's one more from my from my detachment uh, when I went to Oman for for four months, which was a great time, really, to just booze it up and um, in a dry country, oddly, and uh, spend some time in the sun. Oman but had a the, quality bar, didn't it? Made out of shipping containers. Yeah, Seab. Yeah, it was amazing. Oh, you um, went to Seab. I was at the other one. Oh, you were it. Uh, yeah, oh, I can't find it. Basically, the warrant officer said, S.C. Milsom um, is really good at problem solving and doing stuff which, which interests him, but he struggles with the more mundane aspects of the job, which often leaves tasks uncompleted, incompleted. <laughs> which which still, still is very, very uh, relevant to this day. <laughs> uh, there you go. That That is a little brief history into my RF career, why I didn't progress further within that uh Her Majesty's um, Royal Air Force. When you're buying your poppy this year, think think of that. Think of <laughs> think of uh, think of Russ getting his little discount card. Or just yep. buy a um, poppy, keep it in good nick and use it year after year. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've, they've started putting the year on to, to yeah. stamp that out. Have you noticed For- in recent times? Forces veteran mate, just have some respect, yeah. No, exactly. I did my bit. I don't need to buy a poppy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I went. I went. I went to. I went to Basra, mate. 
36 hours in Basra. <laughs> yeah, me too, mate. Me too. Um, my only other business, decorating though, isn't it? So, still the, angling for that uh, that sponsorship. No, well, Sponsor, look, brought I'm, to you by I'm, Paint Spot Newkey. I'm paint, painting <laughs> my hallway at the moment. And you put you put the masking tape down. Where, obviously, where do you get your paint? Uh, don't know. The wife bought it. Um, but you put your masking tape down. You think you've got oh, that? Yeah, I've I've taken my time. I've got my masking tape down. Then you peel the twat off, and you realise it is like a millimetre over in certain places, and it just you've got this jagged line. Do you know what? Fuck painting. Yeah. It's the hardest thing in the world to get it spot on. And I'm... Pay, pay someone to do it. Always. No, 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 no. Because the actual application of the paint, like I've got a nice even finish over all the walls because I'm a pro. But it's just that last little bit of getting the, 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 the edges right. Pisses me off, man. Like, why can't you have a right angled brush? You can, you can get those, you can get special painting kits that do angles for corners and skirting boards and stuff, can't you? Yeah, nobody else notices it, just me, but you know. It's kind I of thing that pisses you off until the next time you paint it. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate painting more than any other DIY task, period. Doing the fence, doing the fence in the shed is my worst, right? Creosoting. We should power rank these. Um, of all the are in the upcoming cleaning Man. the barbecue and putting it away in the garage for the winter that's, just leave, that's leave that be shit much out fun. mate just leave it out especially if it's cats yeah. leave it out don't worry about it burn it off when you get to the next summer just burn it off uh, it, it'll be it always comes out mouldy in the spring whatever you do yeah so why bother doing just anything burn it off just burn it off yeah, yeah. nobody will know Rich, actually, actually, don't have much this week. Um, I have just started the process of buying a house, though, so I'm pretty oh, sure lucky. that I'm material for the next, you know, for the rest of the season. I suspect. Um, yeah, it's all it's all going pretty well so far, apart from getting an email a week and a half after they told me the offer was accepted. The estate agents finally got round to sending me an email saying. Um, Congratulations, your offer has been accepted. And I was like, and, and all this list of things that was supposed to be done, like sorting out the survey and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, we've literally ticked every box on that so far. What the fuck is going on here? It turns out they're just incompetent. So that's great. So I have a, th- well. I have a theory about the whole house theory, house buying process, right? So mortgage solicitors and property solicitors they're the div kids at solicitor school, right? They're the people that sit yep. at the back poking biros. It's data entry. Nose. That's all they do. Yeah. All they do is data entry. Yeah. And, and they're like, Smith at the back will send, you know, matey down the front, criminal law, good bloke. Yeah. You know, look, knows his stuff. Matey at the back, fucking dickhead, houses. Get over to the houses department and do not move until you retire. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, when when I bought my house, there was uh, we got a call from the solicitor. Basically, she went. Um, so, looking at your at your file at the moment, and we realised you're ten thousand pounds short. What? <laughs> yeah, you you need to find this money by next week, or you're losing everything. Your deposit, the lot. And we were like, what? 
and it just turned out that the mortgage guy had applied for 10 grand too little on our mortgage. (laughs) 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 We had like a week to rectify it. It Like my wife was pregnant. Like it's so stressful. They're just dickheads, man. And they don't, they're so thick. There's never been been a more, sorry, a more process that is jobs for the boys than yeah, buying a house. Yeah. I know you, you go to an estate agent and they say, oh, well, we recommend these solicitors. And then you go to those solicitors. Well, we recommend these people to do your survey. We recommend these and yeah. we recommend these. And you end up following this chain of recommendations through an absolute shit house of a process and then complain about it afterwards. I'm never buying a house ever again. I would just like That's... to just walk up to the house you want to buy. This is what my mate Neil did, right? And then this is a true story. When he first moved into the village he moved into, he saw Brother this right. house. Uh, no, 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 another, another deal. Oh. Um, and um, saw a house in the village that he wanted. That was his forever house. Like it's this beautiful house in a village just outside Northampton. And uh, every year, the same week of the year, he would go around to that house and say, "Are you ready to sell it yet? Are you ready to sell it yet? Are you ready?" And he did that for about ten years. No, no word of a lie for about ten years. And then one week, he knocked on the house. Are you ready to sell it yet? Yeah, we are. Yeah, come in. We'll have a chat. They did a handshake deal in the front room of the house. They exchanged the money. Neil's quite a wealthy bloke because of his business interests. Um, they did a, a handshake deal, signed paperwork that was drawn up by his mate who was a solicitor, swapped the house. Nice. That's, how That's the way be. to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I've been really lucky in that the solicitor I'm using, my sister and my cousin use the same woman, and she's been really great. The problem is that doesn't stop the people that you're selling to or buying from mm. having a solicitor who's a complete fucking moron. Mm. So I had, when I was selling my place in London, because I already sold that so I can buy down here. Um, when I was selling that, we got the same list of questions from their solicitor somewhere in the region of eight times. Same list of questions. And my solicitor's like, we've already answered these. What the fuck are you guys doing in lawyer speak? But basically, <laughs> you guys are fucking incompetent to the point where we'd had the conversation of everyone's ready to exchange, and then they sent us the same list of questions again. Yeah. It's like, what the hell is going on there? Just a just a random aside question, Rich. The, the house you're buying in Bristol, yeah, big enough to host a long sniper podcast uh, Super Bowl party. <laughs> oh. I think I think we had this conversation already. I have, I have actually offered it. If people want to come down, I mean, it's it's only a two bed place, but there's enough floor space for people to crash. It's on. It's on. I'll pitch my tent in your front room. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as long as that's not a euphemism. <laughs> wait and see. You'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> do you remember, do you remember when he's... Well, you won't, you, he won't recognise him till he's shut in your mouth. Remember, <laughs> remember that quote? <laughs> so we're now an hour and a quarter in. Shall we wrap it up? Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's get out of here. It's good because usually we'd only just be starting by now. Oh yeah, I, I'm yeah. I've still got some of the evening left. Yeah. This is good. Yeah, me too. I've just got to listen to this again. <laughs> follow follow the Mall Over Podcast School of Editing. Follow the Mall Over Podcast on soundcloud and itunes and all the rest of it and download it and do and do that for us download us on each format individually it's a spider the size of a human hand just walking up <laughs> looks like it looks like the thing from the adams family it's ridiculous 
on that note, bye. Let's go. bye. <laughs>